The greatest revolution of our generation is the discovery that human beings, by changing the inner attitudes of their minds, can change the outer aspects of their lives. William James Welcome to the Citizens of the Globe podcast, where we not only embrace, but encourage change in our environment, in our bodies, in our minds, and in our souls. My name is Michael Maltez, and I aim to break down the borders we create in our minds, one meaningful conversation at a time. To start off today, I'd like to ask you a few questions that I sourced from a book titled Codependent No More by Melody Beattie. Here they are. Do you feel responsible for other people's thoughts, actions, and feelings? When someone tells you about a problem they have, do you feel it is your duty to solve it? Do you often swallow your anger in order to avoid conflict? Do you find getting more difficult than giving? Do you somehow seem to enjoy life more during interpersonal crisis? Have you avoided choosing partners whose lives seem to go too smoothly because you become bored? Do people sometimes tell you that you're a saint for putting up with something or someone? Does part of you enjoy this? Is it more tempting to concentrate on the problems of others rather than solve the difficulties within your own life? If you find yourself relating to more of these questions than not, there is a good chance that you are at some level a codependent person. But there is no set in stone diagnostic criteria that you can turn to. The answers you seek must come from honest introspection. So today, I'd like to walk you through my journey, my honest introspection, my self-discovery in hopes that you come to know yourself a little less painfully a little easier and if this episode doesn't resonate with you that's okay maybe instead of learning about yourself today you'll gain some understanding of someone important to you who does struggle with these patterns of behavior. I'd like to begin our journey today with self-awareness. It's the first step in so many recovery programs for a good reason. You must acknowledge the existence of a problem to ever begin solving it. But it's a multi-layered process and it takes time. This is what it was like for me. While at the time I had no name for it, I did notice that something was wrong about three years ago. I was by all definitions a workaholic. I worked the long days and I pushed hard to gain seniority fast. I did a lot of off-shift studying for work and I was a yes man and a people pleaser. Apart from that, I didn't care about anybody at work unless you were directly related to my success and career progression. 
In my head, I wasn't there for friends. I was there to be the best version of myself I could be. Over time, putting so much emphasis on work, I noticed that there was cracks in the rest of my life. I was neglecting family, I was neglecting friends, and I was neglecting my partner in life. Somehow, to that Michael, it still didn't matter. I think it's because, at the time, I derived my self-worth from the product I was putting out at work. And as long as that product was good, I felt good. But as life progressed, those cracks became a little too much to handle. And all my personal stressors began to affect my performance at work. So the product I was putting out at work now went down. And since I tied my self-worth to the product I'd put out, you can guess what that did to my self-esteem. It got to the point where I wasn't talking to family, I didn't have many friends, and my marriage was on the brink of divorce. This is when I first decided to start looking within. I told myself, Michael, you need to rebalance your life. Stop putting so much emphasis on work and put effort into your relationship because it is struggling right now. So I did just that. I stopped deriving my self-worth from work, but I still needed something to tell me that I was good that I had worth. So, I started to directly correlate my value as a person to how good of a husband I was. And everything I was getting from work, I was now getting from my relationship with my partner. I tried to be the most loving and accommodating husband I could be. But again, I was neglecting all other aspects of my life apart from work and my marriage. This version of Michael lasted about a year. And as life does its things and the cracks began to show again, I can remember the day that it dawned on me. The second layer of self-discovery the first being that I had a balance issue with work and life I remember I was sitting in the car in our garage with my partner and I started to cry as I explained how alone I felt here see in my effort to balance being a worker and being a husband I was still neglecting family and friendships I was creating this unhealthy dynamic between my partner and I because I was putting so much pressure on her to give me my supply of self-esteem. That wasn't fair. So again, I sought to 
balance my life between friends, family, work, and my relationship. Does anybody notice any key thing missing here? If not, it's fine. It'll dawn on you soon. Another short while of attempting to divide where I derive my self-worth from, equally between the areas of my life I just mentioned. And what do you know? The cracks appeared again. <laughs> At some point, a therapist mentioned to me that I might be codependent. And this was actually the catalyst for my third layer of discovery. So I followed their suggestions and I attended a Codependence Anonymous meeting where by listening, I finally began to understand my patterns of behavior. I was constantly letting the external world tell me how I should feel about myself. This looked like if my partner was happy today, I was happy today, or if people at work were satisfied with the product I put out, then I was feeling good. Or if my family and friends felt like I was talking to them enough, then I felt like I was doing a good job. And while I could balance all these different aspects of my life fairly well for some time, if just one of them was out of whack, I began to feel like I was failing. See, I was asking and waiting for the external world, for other people to tell me how I should feel about how I was doing in life. I wasn't ever asking myself that question. And on top of that, in this balancing equation, I was never accounting for myself and my needs. If this sounds ridiculous to you, great. I'm legitimately glad that you allow room for yourself in this life. But it's something that I struggle with, and many others do too. For reasons that we don't entirely understand yet. And my story is nothing out of the ordinary. I'm sure many people can relate to aspects of what I just described. However, it's important to note that this is my experience, not yours. So while you may have come to some realizations about your life, you must take time to think deeply about who you are and why you do the things you do. Like I said in the beginning, it's all about honest introspection. Okay, so we're pretty much caught up to where I am currently in this journey. And over the past few months, it seems that I've uncovered a fourth layer, which is boundaries. I see now that the reason I was struggling with this balancing act was because I had no way of determining when too much was too much. At work, I would stay late and then I would come home and be a good husband. And then a friend needed a, a lift, so I would go give him a lift and then family needed to talk so I would talk and I was doing these things out of the 
kindness of my heart i didn't expect anything or i didn't want anybody to feel like they were taking anything from me but at the end of the day when i looked at the clock all i had left was time for sleep so i could repeat the process the next day or squeeze in a few video games either one of those choices is escapism and i was avoiding the issues that I had to deal with inside. This has been the hardest step for me because it requires me to stop blaming everyone else for my problems. It's no longer everyone and everything is putting too much on my plate. It's Michael. You need to start setting limits on how much people can put on your plate. It's a massive shift in responsibility. It's scary to realize that I have to set these boundaries for myself, but it's also empowering. For the first time in my whole life, I truly feel like I'm in the driver's seat. Like I don't need to wait until it's too much to pull back. And so I do find myself now knowing that I need to protect my energy. I'm just a little lost on how to exactly do that. Sometimes setting boundaries feels like I'm burdening people or I'm not helping enough or I'm not really being who I should be or if I can handle it, why not take it on? Somewhere along the road, I think I developed an affinity for this kind of life. In a sense, I became addicted to playing this role of rescuer, always trying to fix other people's problems, and in doing so, it helped me feel good about myself. Like all addicts, I know this recovery is a long and arduous process filled with twists and turns and relapses. This version of Michael knows better. I didn't back then, and that's okay. Everything I experienced was necessary for me to get to the present moment. And the same goes for you. So to end things today, I hope you learned something about yourself or others. And in next week's episode... I want us to have a conversation about how to healthily set boundaries in different areas of our lives. And if you'd like to share some of the lessons you've learned surrounding this topic, please reach out to me, either via email or on Twitter or on Instagram. And one last thing before we wrap up here. If you've been learning things or enjoying this podcast so far, You can help it reach more ears by simply just rating or reviewing it. No pressure. Your decision. I thank you either way. And with that, I hope you're having the kind of day that you want to have.